0: Welcome back to
1: the Christ Revival Podcast. My name is David.
0: And I'm Kyle. And we created this podcast to encourage young people to fight against the current of culture while also boldly sharing their faith.
1: Without further ado, let's get back to drizzling that biblical syrup. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Christ Revival Podcast. Welcome back to the Christ Revival Podcast. We are live and virtual, so not in person, which is very different. But we still got a lot of biblical syrup that we're ready to drizzle. (laughs) <laughs> and it's gonna be a, a good day it's gonna be a good day
0: that is the plan we'll see it does feel weird though this is the first one we've ever done not in person so we'll see how it goes
1: it is and on top of that we're rubbing off the dirt because it's been like five months <laughs> since we've shot wait yeah i yeah, think May. august no. right august. august august would have been the last time shot. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: man so it's been a it's been a long time then
1: mm-hmm. but, the pro yeah. though Is this will probably come out in two weeks so we're gonna be like on it now
0: yeah well that's that's the whole goal with the um doing it virtual so that we don't have to just like load up and film all at once so hopefully Mm. we'll be able to like film on a bi-weekly basis and then the videos are just getting pushed out right away so that's the goal which i hope will help the, the content like the quality of the content improve so yeah
1: because we're not trying That's to the, like figure out stories. we're shooting we're not shooting six episodes in seven days and figuring <laughs> exactly. out stories and i don't know it just it worked but it this will be better but hopefully
0: i think this will be better yeah
1: Yeah. and i do so. want to uh, take a trip back down to south carolina in a couple mm-hmm. weeks maybe not a couple weeks but like a month, yeah, or, a month two. or so yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. we got a
0: we got a studio on campus that we could use we could shoot that hey. so we have here, but like I don't that.
1: think I can get it because I'm not a media student.
0: Oh, really? Oh, I, I, I haven't even checked if. I don't know if they have to be a media, media student for ours or not. I'm not sure how that works.
1: Ours just media gets priority, and they make you jump through a lot of hoops if you're not. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Shout out Liberty. Liberty's great. I'm not trying to diss anything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out.
1: Yeah. That's funny. Okay. So, should we just jump right into it today? I feel like I have a lot of content yeah, to cover.
0: You want to tell the folks what we're talking about today?
1: Okay. Today, we are talking about busyness versus laziness. And so, it, it, this is the idea. I mean, I feel like I'll go through a week where it's like, man, I was so busy. And then the next week, I'll be like, man, I was so lazy. And it feels so impossible to find a healthy balance in between these 2 Mm-hmm. And it's like, when I'm not doing anything, it's like, man, I should be doing something. And then when I'm always uh-huh. doing something, it's like, man, I should rest every once in a while. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it is, it is tricky because the, you don't want to be on either end of the spectrum. And just figuring out that balance can be really, really difficult. Because it's like a, it's a balance of being productive with your time. But also, there is like, such a thing as biblical rest and like not just killing yourself because you're doing too much. Um, mm-hmm. So I think finding that balance, especially in school. I find that really difficult, like with school life. Over breaks, I think are a little easier just because like the mornings are more chill. You know, you can take it kind of step by step, but school, I think it's really easy for people to get into a bit of a crazy schedule. Yeah,
1: and I think as college students too, it's time management is really the biggest problem here because Mm -hmm. I see students who, I mean, they have a lot of work, but they're doing it from like 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. Like there's a whole entire school day (laughs) That they could have allotted to doing their schoolwork, but it always ends up being done in the last second. And th- this mm. is still a struggle for me. I got like 300 words I got to write after we shoot this, <laughs> and it's like 6, 17 p.m. at night. So I'm not helping my case at all. As
0: soon as we hopped on this call and you're like, all right, well, when we're done, I got to go write a paper. I'm like, well, this is exactly what we're talking about. So, <laughs>
1: but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm... <sighs> Well, so Genesis two. No kidding. (laughs) kidding.
0: Do do you feel like I I mean I know last semester we were talking about you felt like you had a really busy schedule, but you like made priority for God in your life in the mornings and were able to like work that into the schedule, and you felt like it kind of freed up your schedule in a way, and you were more productive with your time. Do you do you feel like that's been the case this semester, or has that been hard to get back into that routine? I think
1: I'm getting back into that. I. I think it's cool. You mentioned that cause I really want to hit on that is like throughout most of my faith walk, I have done a really bad job of creating spiritual disciplines. I feel like like they've been mm-hmm. present and I, I am in the word and uh, stuff like that. But last semester I decided I was going to take like an hour and a half a day to journal, to read my Bible and to write. And I saw so much fruit from that. I read six books last semester which is six more than I probably read in 2021. So that like, and with that, like you said, I felt like God multiplied my time. Like I gave him the first hour and a half of the day and everything else felt more productive. And it also felt like my speech and conduct was elevated on some level because I was rooting Mm -hmm. myself in scripture every morning. And I was just pulling this stuff out the well. And it's like, I didn't even read John, like, five this morning and then that's what came up in a conversation later and not saying that like god is is gonna bless you if you spend more time with him but i do Mm -hmm. think the only result from genuine time with the father is is holiness
0: yeah yeah no and it's one of those things i mean he he needs to be the priority and like he wants to be the priority in our lives and that's hard to give him that sometimes. I think especially Mm -hmm. with time, because time is so valuable. And we don't like, especially in college, I feel like I don't have a lot of it. So sometimes like giving him that first hour or just like that first, that first time is really hard to do. But like you said, I feel like whenever I'm able to do that and get in a good routine, he just gives me like clarity of mind throughout the rest of my day. And like the ability to get the things done. And I'll get to the end of the day, I'm like, I don't even know how I got those assignments done or like made all those meetings happen. And like made time for God in the, at the beginning of the day. So it's like one of those things, that's kind of hard to explain, but I feel like he does. It's not guaranteed that he's going to bless us or whatever, but I feel like he does reward us for giving him that first fruits, like that first time and just like really making him a priority in our lives.
1: Yeah. And I feel like a lack of that time is ultimately one of the primary factors of busyness. Like if you want to know when you're too busy, it's when you no longer have time for God in your daily life. And I think that's just so present. And busyness doesn't have to look like having meetings all day and having a schedule. Busyness, I think often we think we're so much busier than we actually are, because as mm-hmm. college students, maybe you go to classes from like nine to three p.m. You're back at three p.m. You hop on your phone and you scroll on TikTok for two hours, and then it's six o'clock. You go hang out with friends. You come back at ten, and you're like, man, I was so busy today. I had no free time. Like. I need to find some free time in my schedule.
0: Mm-hmm. You sat
1: on your phone for two hours. <laughs> like, and I, I i caught myself doing this too, is man, I feel like I'm so busy. And then I realized that I had three to six was wide open. Like I had three mm-hmm. hours. That's a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I, I think, I mean, I said it, but it's, we're, we think we're busier than we really are often. And I'm I'm mm-hmm. not discriminating against people who are actually busy. There are people who are actually incredibly busy and they might need to cut some stuff out of their schedule. But I think mm-hmm. for the majority of college students and young, and adults, because our audience is like 18 to 34, which is super cool. Like we just don't know how to rest.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, because if you're, if you're just going all the time, I I think one thing as Christians, like we're called to invest and like pour into people. So it's great to be doing all these things. But if you're like going throughout your day and like working, working your butt off and going super hard, whatever, but you aren't able to like, you're so busy that you can't be intentional with people and like have conversations. And like, Mm -hmm. I I noticed this, like walking to class, if sometimes like someone's like trying to talk to me, I'm like, dude, like I gotta go. I can't have this conversation. That's another time where I'm like, wow, am I really that busy that I can't like take a second just to like invest in that person and love them? Or is that like like a point of like selfishness kind of, mm-hmm. and just like, oh, I'd, I'd rather just get caught up in my schedule than take the time to, to love people and pour into them. And I think that's kind of where that, like what you talked about, rest comes into play. Cause you do have to strike a balance, like find that balance of having enough rest and free time in your schedule, where you can use that like productively to be yeah. pouring into people and loving the people around you, I think
1: hmm it's like where's my time allotted mm-hmm. is it all yeah. me focused on my accomplishments on my work or am I making time to disciple others
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I do think kind of kind of switching topics a little bit like one helpful thing to think about is the idea of like biblical work um, and I think that's different than how we define busyness nowadays because mm-hmm. it's really easy to have a lot of classes and, and a schedule and, and meetings and whatnot. I think that's being busy, like kind of getting caught up in all of that stuff. Um, But we have to remember like work, work is a good thing. I mean, if you go back to Genesis and look like God created Adam and his whole job was to, to name the animals and like take care of the garden and he gave him things to do. God didn't just let Adam sit around, not scroll on his phone and watch TikTok all day, but like he wasn't just, he wasn't just being lazy in the garden. So I think that's where that's super helpful to remember that. God, God, created work and work is a good thing. Like he intended us to be doing things. Um, but finding that balance, I don't think Adam was super stressed running from like one thing to the next, like, Oh crap, I got to go like take care of the elephants and then like run over here and, and take care of this part of the garden. Like you don't see that in the Bible. He seems to be at peace and just kind of like taking things one step at a time. And he, it, I would say he's busy because he has a lot of things to do and he's doing like God's work but he's not getting caught up in that schedule of like rush, 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 rush one thing to the next. So,
1: yeah. I don't know. And even some of the, just to quote like Genesis 2.15 here, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every fruit tree of the garden, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So backing <clears throat> up to like that 2.15, the Lord put or the Lord God took man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. It literally like like the purpose and the focus like of of the creation of man was like to work. And so I, I'm not saying like God wanted us to be in a relationship with him. Like he didn't just create us to work for him and like as robots, I'm not saying that. But I think there is a very biblical call to work. And we flash forward to like Proverbs and in, in this like I guess just abundance of wisdom that we see in Proverbs. Like thirteen four says the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. And mm-hmm. then there, there's just so many verses in Proverbs, I could just keep going on, that are talking about God's call to work and, and to provide. And I, I even heard this. Day. I was talking with my friend Luke. You know, Luke, but yeah. <laughs> he was saying that he thinks there is gonna be work in heaven because how Genesis like one, three, like before the fall was set apart is God created us like to work in the garden originally. And, and I think some of the negative connotations we have around work are a result of the fall. Like we can't Mm -hmm. understand what life was like in the garden and what work was like in the garden. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, we see one of those curses of the fall is like, man will work the garden and become a slave to the ground basically.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really interesting point because Obviously we don't want our identity to get caught up in our work, but I do think work provides us with purpose. Like God has gifted all of us with different talents and abilities to be able to go and, and do his work. And like like you said, that's something that was created before the fall. And I do think that's something that we will experience in like while we're in heaven too. Like we're not just gonna be sitting around playing harps all day, like floating on like clouds in heaven. Like I do think there's gonna be work and like things to do. Cause everything we do and everything we work in heaven will be glorifying to God. And like, that's our purpose here on earth too. Like doing the work of the kingdom as far as like going out and sharing the gospel, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ and like allowing other people to get to glorify him. I mean, that's, that is in a sense like our, our purpose and what God has called us to do. So I think realizing that work, is a very like good and biblical thing is mm-hmm.
1: important. I think yeah. something like, and God uses really heavy language here or Paul does in the Timothy in first Timothy five, eight. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, especially the members of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. <laughs> like this call to work and provide is such a strong call that God says if we're not willing to work and provide for our family, we're denying God's call for us. Mm. I, that's that's extremely strong language there. Like, is worse than an unbeliever. Like, if I mm-hmm. am too lazy to the work, th- then I'm worse than someone who doesn't believe in God. Because yeah. God's call was to work and to provide.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think a lot of God's call for us, as far as work goes, is like, loving your family and take care of them, taking care of them and providing as well as like all the people around you. Because that's kind of a picture of, of Christ's relationship to the church, you know, like the way that he loves us. And as believers, that's how we're called to love other believers and, and take care of them. And if you're not willing to do that and work work for it, then yeah, it's like, why, why do you even have faith in God in the first place? So that, yeah, that is a good verse.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I want to shift gears a little now. Like mm-hmm. we've kind of talked about the establishment of work and how God has called us to work. But I really want to attack the question of like, okay, obviously being lazy is bad. Like Proverbs six, six, like the the sluggard. Where is that at? I just had that. Six, <laughs> six, go to the ant, Oh, sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. I, I mean, We've, we've talked about it plenty, but like, we're, we're not called to be lazy. We're called to work hard. But mm-hmm. in that, like, there is an obvious call to rest as well. A study that I found really interesting, I was reading The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark mm-hmm. Comer. Really great mm-hmm. book. I recommend it for Christians and non-Christians. I think it, it really opened my mind to a lot of things. But something yeah. that he cites in there is the human body's productivity naturally peaks at 50 hours a week. They did a Mm. study, this study happened and people worked 70 hours in a job that involved like quality of work instead, like not just manual labor, like something that it's like you have to be focused and not saying you don't have to be focused for manual, but like uh, almost like an office or a desk job. You're calling people like stuff that's very intentional work, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the people who worked 55 hours a week versus the people who worked 70 hours a week produced the same amount of quality work. Hmm. which is super fascinating hmm. that there was this like natural peak at about 50 hmm. hours a week hmm. of productivity.
0: Oh, hmm. uh, that's that kind of crazy. Is that book um, like from a Christian perspective or is that just a, uh...
1: it's, it's from a pastor. He was citing a, a, a secular research article done S- source, but it is written by John Mark Comer, who is a pastor okay. in Portland, I believe. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I guess that kind of just speaks to like realizing as as humans, like we aren't perfect and we do have our limitations because I think it's really easy. At least I struggle with this personally. I, I feel like I have a pretty busy schedule, but sometimes I take pride in having a busy schedule. It's like, oh, look at everything I can do and look at, at everything that I can get done in a week. But realizing that we do have our limitations and at a certain point, like we are going to fail and it's just not. Not possible to to exceed those limitations because we have sin and um, in our lives and things like that. Um, but I think just like not taking pride in mm. our ability is extremely important because a lot of times, I mean, pride that goes right right to your head, and that is where you lose like the ability to be invested in those relationships mm, yeah. and, and things like that. If I think that, that that's an aspect of getting caught up in your work almost just like taking pride in how much you can do not really caring about the work necessarily, but just like getting so caught up in the amount that you're doing, that you're forgetting to, to invest in people and love those around you.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I think it even comes back to finding time to, to sit in solitude with God sometimes and like mm-hmm. spend that time. That's something that my friend JP said that I really liked is. Oh, we feel busier in life when our rest no longer has an intent. Hmm. So like when I'm sitting and scrolling on TikTok, there's no intent to my rest. I'm not recharging for anything. There's no focus. There, there's, there's no intent there. And so something that I've been trying to practice alongside like the disciplines is, is a Sabbath, like an actual Sabbath. But hmm. I don't take the whole day off and I don't hold by like the Old Testament stuff. But something I have been doing is I noticed in Genesis one in the creation story after six days, God looks back over his creation and he says, it is good. He he, he reflects upon what he did in this past week. And I I think that is very practical and applicable call to what we should be doing within our lives. Like Mm -hmm. you work for a week, like life sometimes feels like it's going fast and it's in a blur. And then you find time to sit in the quiet, and reflect upon what just happened and how God was moving in this past week. It's often difficult Mm -hmm. to see God if we're never taking time to see God. And so I really like that. It's like our rest needs to have an intent. And it's Mm -hmm. not always reflection. There's many ways we can rest, but that's something that's helped me personally is just taking time to reflect and see God. Because I think often Mm -hmm. God is found in the steel small voice and in the quiet and not in the the cacophony of noises in in everyday life.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm yeah because kind of like that point i was talking about earlier it, it, if you want to be able to invest in people even with a busy life like we do have those limitations and we have to realize that any amount of love or investing that we can pour into people that ultimately comes from god mm-hmm. and if you aren't taking time to slow down and rest and develop that relationship with him like like for our, our friendship for instance I can only pour into this relationship as much as I'm pouring into my relationship with God because I'm just an overflow of the love and strength that he provides to me. So if we aren't taking time to slow down and and strengthen and develop our relationship with God, first of all, then, yeah, it's going to be super easy to get caught up in all the meetings and and everything like that because you're not going to have anything to give. It's easy just to go, 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 go and not be able to invest in love in the ways that he calls us to
1: mm-hmm yeah it's that idea of like pouring out of a cup that's overflowing instead of pouring out of a glass that's half full and mm-hmm. like that natural time with god is going to be reflected in the way we live our life because oftentimes the way we live can carry just as much of an example as like the words we speak like what good is it mm-hmm. to have the words of jesus on our lips if we don't have the ways of jesus on our feet mm-hmm. it, like that like that is so true what you just said there about like the amount of time that we spend with God is going to be directly reflected in the relationships around us.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think too, just in general, I I notice I feel a lot more stressed and like filled with anxiety when I'm not spending that time with God Mm -hmm. because there's just so much uncertainty and I'm trusting in my own ability to, to get those things done, to make it to all my meetings, to turn in all my homework, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. I'm putting my trust in my own human ability, And as we've already talked about, like, that's going to fail. You know, we're we're not going to be able to succeed. So it's no wonder we're filled with stress and anxiety all the time because you know you're going to fail. You know that you can't do all those things. But if you're sitting there and taking the time to invest in a relationship with God, that doesn't change that you're still going through all this stuff. Like you have all these meetings and you're busy and have this work. But rather than putting your trust in your own human abilities, your trust is then in your relationship with God to provide for you. Um, and I, I think just depending on like what's in your heart, like if you truly do have that relationship with God, that's going to be reflective of how you live every aspect of your life.
1: So, Mm -hmm. and Jesus reflected this perfectly, obviously, like as God (laughs) in human form, like fully God, fully man in Luke four, one through two. It's funny that you said this. I was just thinking about this. Um, and Jesus full of the Holy spirit. Returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they were ended, he was so hungry, the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread.
0: Hmm.
1: Something that I think is so necessary is often we look at that and we see and think that Jesus is at his lowest in that moment. Hmm. But I think in reality, it, he was potentially like at his best, not saying that, that he is steady, but but he was reflecting this idea. He spent 40 days straight just focusing on the father and communion with the mm-hmm. father. And I, I think that's an example for us. Like when we're preparing for a major task or, or in a major event, not saying that Satan is gonna like directly like bring us up and, and talk to us. I'm, I'm not trying to say that in any way, but I'm saying yeah. like Jesus knew this was coming. Like the Holy Spirit guided him and he spent Forty days, like just with his father and fasting, before like he got tempted by Satan. Yeah, I feel like that yeah. was that was, like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, I, I, I love just looking at Jesus's example because it's great to say all these things like you know, spend time in the world, like develop your relationship with God, and everything's gonna be mm-hmm. fine. Like it's so easy to say that, but a lot harder to put that in practice into practice. But I love looking at the New Testament and looking at Jesus, his example, because he does that, like you said, like 40 days of just totally focused on the father. And I think it's really interesting, too. I would assume that Jesus was a very busy person. I mean, you think of everywhere he was walking and all the people he was healing and doing this and that left and right. But what I love is nowhere in the Bible, it says that Jesus was running from one place to the next. Mm, You know, he he wasn't. He wasn't, well, I mean, I guess I can't say for sure, but from what it says in the Bible, it it wouldn't appear that he was ever in a hurry um, or like stressed by everything that he had on his schedule. He had a lot of things and was a hard worker, but he took it all in stride, you know, because he was grounded in his relationship with the Father. And I think that's helpful for striking that balance of like busyness versus laziness. It's like, just because we're in a hurry everywhere, like that doesn't mean that we aren't a lazy person. Um, because I think it's a lot of times like easy to mask, mask our laziness just with having a lot of things on our schedule. And I I just, I love looking at Christ's example of how he had a lot on his schedule, but that didn't mean that he had to be in a hurry and not take the time to care and invest in other people. Um, yeah, I, I, I I love, I'm very thankful for Jesus's example in the new Testament because Time and time again, it's just so helpful to look at someone who displayed that perfectly.
1: Yeah. So. And to further emphasize your point, even, he moves so slowly that most of his miracles were actually interruptions to like his travel. <laughs> like he's just walking and he's like, Yo, who touched my cloak? Or there's a woman just <laughs> at the well. Like these people are literally like doing anything they can to get into Jesus' presence. And this is totally an interruption to his teaching or or what, I guess, he had planned, and yet it often is the the greatest representation of when he, like, exemplified his power as God and, and mm-hmm. did these miracles. Like, they were almost all interruptions to his ministry.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't really thought about it that way. But it, it's amazing because I think in interruptions in a schedule, like for someone who's a busy person— that's really gonna show like what type of person you are. Like if yeah. if I'm in a meeting and it gets interrupted, like am I gonna treat that interaction with like patience and, and and compassion and care? Or am I gonna like freak out and get upset that that my meeting's being interrupted? And actually now that you mentioned that, so I, I was at cross conference um, over over the break and I was listening to Trip Lee, he gave, he gave a message. It was amazing. Trip oh, that's but, sick. <laughs> yeah, it was so sick. He did a great job. But he had an analogy and he was like, all right, so if you have a cup of, if you have a cup of milk and you're walking along, whatever, and you trip and you spill, milk is going to come out. You know, it's like what's in the cup, what's truly in the cup is what's going to spill out. Mm. And if you're walking along and you have a cup of milk and you trip, water is not going to spill out. And his point was that as Christians, it's really easy to put up, put up walls and put up a face of. We have milk on the inside, but we're acting like water on the outside. But when those moments come where we get interrupted or people frustrate us, what's truly on the inside is going to be what spills out. So, uh, like, it's so easy to try to, like, cover up getting frustrated or whatever um, and showing, like, our true colors type of thing. But I think that's the neat thing that if our, our priority is in a relationship with God, then hopefully we are truly filled with his love so that when we are interrupted and things don't go as planned, like Christ's love is what overflows and spills out in those moments. And I think that is, that is something really important to, to work towards and continue to prioritize that relationship with God ultimately.
1: Yeah. I think I've noticed that in my life recently, I've been so focused on accomplishment and what's next. And often when people ask me like, how was, how was your break? Like, how was it? My first reaction is to talk about the jobs that I took and what I stepped into and all the things that I accomplished over break. And I was starting to reflect on that. And I was like, wow, it's crazy how much my thoughts have revolved around myself. Like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not talking to people about, yo, I read the sermon on the mountain this morning or yo, I had this conversation and that's why my day is going great. It's because I got to tell someone about Mm -hmm. Jesus or, I am telling people about what I've accomplished, which is ultimately saying that my main priority right now is, is my self exhortation. And that was really hard to reflect upon and notice is that I, what's coming out right now is obviously kind of the priority of my life. And so I really need to realign and shift these priorities. Like you said, like if there's milk in the cup, milk's going to come up. Mm -hmm. And if I'm thinking of myself constantly, I'm gonna be talking about myself constantly, mm-hmm. and it, anyone who th- who thinks they're wise in their own eyes is a fool. Like that's what we see in Proverbs, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's been a fight recently. And I really yeah. am trying to re kind of establish myself and realign myself with God's will. I feel like yep. I'm always trying to do that, but <laughs>
0: yeah. it's a constant battle. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a, a good point that you make there when looking at the spectrum between busyness and, and laziness, whichever side of the spectrum you find yourself on realizing that is it's an extremely selfish decision. Mm-hmm. It's an extremely selfish and me focused decision to be a lazy person. Cause a lot of times you're just trying to gratify yourself and like make yourself feel good. But then for someone who's constantly busy, it's the same thing. Cause a lot of times you're either doing it. Like, like I talked about earlier, it's easy to do things out of pride to get that like self gratification and make yourself look important or like you're on top of things. Um, And just realizing that like either side of the spectrum is extremely selfish because I think it's easy to, if you find yourself on one end of the spectrum, it's easy to bash people who are on the other. It's like, Oh, that person's so lazy. They're just like not doing anything with their life, but realizing that you could be making the same selfish decisions they are. It's just coming out in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think just looking at Christ's example, completely opposite. Like he he was a busy person, I think, and did his work, but it was completely selfless and others focused. So,
1: yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Is both ends of the spectrum are ultimately like prideful in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> but.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I have anything else. I think I was a good wrap yeah. up. I think that's a very, like focal point going out from here is like, mm-hmm. are you too busy? And is your busyness like surrounded about yourself? And are you too mm-hmm. lazy? And are yeah. you thinking about yourself and the laziness too?
0: Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think you, you can't hop on a podcast and just tell, I mean, there are practical steps that you can take to avoid being busy or avoid being lazy, but I think that's going to look different for each person in their life. Yeah, And I would just say like, like that comment that you made, if you're too busy to be spending time with God, then you probably need to cut some things out or just like refocus on your what your priorities are in life. Cause that is a selfish decision. And the same thing with someone who maybe struggles with laziness, just realizing the selfishness that, that comes along with that. And I would just say to anyone who's like struggling with either, either one of these things, I mean, I find myself a lot more on like the, the busyness side of things. Just taking time to refocus and reprioritize that relationship with God, because at the end of the day, we want to be reflections of Him, and we want His love to flow out of us. And the only way we do that is if you're ultimately prioritizing that relationship with Him, no matter what end of the spectrum you find yourself on.
1: Yeah, so, and, and prioritizing yeah. that relationship takes work. I think mm-hmm. we forget, and this is this sounds like a conundrum, but developing healthy rest often takes work. And Mm -hmm. first is the work. I mean, in the 21st century, we're always on our phones. It's putting our phones away and being able to focus. We've lost the ability to be bored. And so like we say, like, we're going to practically focus on God more in our relationship with God more. But then I'm 10 minutes into my my quiet time or whatever. And I hear my phone buzz and I reach for it to see who texted me. Like Mm -hmm. we're, we're unable to be bored. And I think for me, when I was developing that discipline of reading more, at first, it was so frustrating because mm. I would be reading. I'd be like, "This is so boring," and it took time to develop this habit of healthy rest. Uh, yeah. I think like anything, it, it takes work. It, sanctification is not an overnight. Like, man, I heard that podcast by by Kyle and David, and I'm just gonna focus on God more. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna start praying more. I'm gonna start reading my Bible more. Like, it is a process, and it takes work. Mm to spend time with God, but kind of on the theme that, that we started with an intimate friendship and relationship with Jesus, like time spent with Jesus, there's only one result and it's becoming mm-hmm. more like Jesus. I, I've mm-hmm. never seen someone spend, like focus on spending more time with God and then look more like the world. It comes back to whoever you spend time with is what it's going to look like and guard your heart for everything who flows from it. If you mm-hmm. spend time with God, you're going to look like God. And it takes work exactly. to learn how to spend time with God.
0: Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that was perfectly said, in my opinion. Bro, yeah.
1: That was my best point of the day, and that's at the very end. Yeah, it. <laughs> hey, save the best for last.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't even know. Yeah, no, I th- I think that's really good. It's easy to try to get caught up in the practical things, but like like we talked about, work is a biblical thing, and having a relationship with God takes work um so just being like willing to invest and being in it for the long haul not just thinking you can snap your fingers and boom everything's fixed so but, before yeah. we
1: leave i got to ask you a very serious question
0: <laughs> these questions are never serious so i'm a little scared what it's about Do you to like the turtleneck
1: you know? are you a turtleneck guy you rock oh, with the turtleneck oh i love yeah i love the
0: turtleneck i've been trying to thrift one for so long but i can't <laughs> find one <laughs> <laughs> It looks good with the chain, though. I like I, the chain.
1: I appreciate it, man. I Most yeah. people like it, but some people just come at it, you know? Really? But it's also a scarf, if I bring it up. Like, it works see, I think ways. it looks good
0: with the haircut. It's shorter on the sides with the turtleneck. Yeah, it's a good look.
1: I'm, just, I'm trying to look like The Rock is honestly what I was going for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, just... Just add about two hundred pounds of muscle, and boom, we're there.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, All right. Well, no, I, I like the turtleneck, though.
1: I appreciate it. <laughs> I think that needed to be established before we leave, leave, <laughs> left. Left, leave, oh, leave. Man. Before we leave, there the we podcast.
0: Go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, this would be nice, though. Like moving forward with these episodes, it's not going to be like six months before we're filming again i think these will be a lot more regular um and i'm looking forward to the topics that we have picked out that we're going to be talking about and i I think it'll be nice because it'll be a little more interactive rather than just like storing up all these podcasts and then then releasing them as we go so i'm i'm looking forward to releasing it more often and and just the the things we're going to be talking about so i think it'll be good
1: special guest co-host in two weeks Mm -hmm. when the next episode comes out super excited for that yeah yeah so Lots to soon. look forward to. Yeah. All right. Sign it yeah. off. See you guys. See, you know, keep see drizzling you the syrup.